Hey guys, and welcome to the Life at Smythe podcast. As we step into Core Values Month, what better way to celebrate with a little Smythe TED Talk with some of our very own inspiring leaders from the firm. Take a jog down memory lane with me, your host, Nguyen Nguyen, as we delve into the passions and the determination of each individual's journey and gather some golden nuggets to their path to success. But most importantly, what does each core values represent and mean for them and the firm? Well, buckle up, friends. Time for a deep dive session and maybe a little to maybe a lot of banter as we immerse into the life at Smart Culture. I hope you enjoy this mini-series. Okay, good morning, Brent, and thank you so much for joining me and collaborating with me on today's um, episode. And we're going to focus on the core value of empowerment today. And um, you know what? I've only just gone to know you, and I'm excited to kind of give our listeners a bit of a story time today. You know, I grew up like listening from stories from my dad, you know, folklore, and learning about different types of lessons, you know. And when you're younger, you think about, you know, oh, cool story, dad, like keep telling me more about this folklore. But as you get older, these lessons and teachings became something very memorable for me. And, you know, by speaking to you, I just felt like, you know, you've got all the wisdom. <laughs> so thank you so much. I'm excited to um, tell our listeners a bit about who you are and um, some of the lessons and teachings you have today. Yeah, thanks, Young. It's uh, it's great to be able to meet you and as well as to have this uh, podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Okay, I'm so excited. Well, you know what? The purpose of this uh, episode is for us to learn a bit more about you as you're one of our newer partners here at Smythe. Um, I think we kind of joined at the same time because I met you like, you know, late last year, but, you know, I haven't really got a chance to get to know you and, you know, learn about, about your background. So, um, yeah, let's start off by hearing about your story, your amazing, empowering story. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, similar to, to the podcast that I've heard in the past, you know, now, you know, uh, about your, your background and, and, and your father, I actually have, uh, my father actually passed away nine years ago and maybe I'm a little bit more reflective of some of the things that he's taught me and, and some of the principles that he lived his life on. And so, um, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be glad to kind of share a little bit, but, um, I know some of the questions are, and I often get, you know, how did you become an accountant and, and you know, maybe pertinent to Smythe and that I'm new. I'm, I've only been at Smythe for a few months now. But, um, but my, uh, my actual uh, path to becoming an accountant actually started, you know, uh, actually before I was born. And uh, my, my father um, came from a very... A poor farming family in uh, in the Okanagan Valley in in BC in the Kelowna area. Actually, born in Vernon, and uh, um, he was actually quite bright, but he had to work on the farm, and so he actually uh, decided to go back to high school and finish a a senior matriculation or a senior degree from high school when he was in his twenties. And so he went back and finished that, and he thought, "Wow, I, you know, I'm I'd like to." Uh, start a career and I um, what do I what would I like to do and so he actually went to a doctor and uh, he asked the doctor hey you know what I'd like to become a doctor that that's my first choice how you know how would I do that and and so the doctor said well you know you're a bit old uh, so by the time you finished university and become a doctor you're going to be a little bit too old at the time and so 
Uh, she said, okay, well, maybe I won't be a doctor, but my second choice is to become an accountant. So he went to an accounting firm and they said, look, by the time you're done your, your business school and articling for an, to become an accountant, you're going to be a bit too old. So, you know, maybe a, an accountant isn't in, in the right thing for you. So my dad actually took his third choice, which was uh, to become a dentist. And he actually specialized in orthodontics and became a very successful orthodontist um, over the years. But um, uh, when I was in university, uh, um, and actually my brother ended up becoming a, a, a doctor, and he actually you know, got into medical school after two years of being in an undergrad. My brother was quite, quite uh, academically successful. And uh, I was you know, sitting around, uh, actually asleep, on a weekend, and my, and my dad got me out of bed, and he said, Brent, put on your best shirt. We're going to go see my... Our, my accountant and so which is actually you know part of the big four accountant accounting firms and so that was actually my launch so I actually became an accountant um, through the encouragement of my father and it was actually his second choice of a career my brother became his first choice and he actually became his third choice well, what an empowering story, you know, like the things your your dad went through, all the setbacks he had, but he still persisted and paved his own way to success. And it seemed like he kind of influenced you guys in that sense as well, empowered you to take charge or he you know, helped you with that. So I, I remember you telling me like, you know, um, growing up, because I'm from an Asian background, so whatnot, you know, there's oftentimes where you feel kind of that societal or let's say, um, uh, influence from your family and you did go through some challenges you know like being able wanting to you know achieve that uh, the high success like your brother or your family did um, what kind of challenges did you face to, to get you you know to where you are today well you know I mean I think to the surprise of, of people that I that don't know me you know from from a, a long time back I I'm actually the, the black sheep or the very much the underachiever of my family. Uh, you know, of course, my, I would say my I'm father, the same as well. <laughs> are you? Is that right? Well, yeah. you know, we're, we were in good company with each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, my my brother was quite bright and, and uh, you know, my my father was was quite successful and my mother was actually very successful. My mother was actually a competitive athlete. Um, oh, she was uh, she played basketball and was was um, I think on on like the Canadian almost like a Canadian national track team when oh, she was growing really? up, and so and so it was uh, it was bit being the underachiever it was it was difficult you know in fact um, you know when I was growing up my brother had a Rubik's cube, and uh, he was he he had this book called How to Solve the Rubik's Cube and he learned how to solve a Rubik's cube but I could never get it and it was uh, I just felt. Wow, only smart people knew how to do the Rubik's Cube and you would, you know, see them, you know, people doing them quite quickly and mm -hmm. and uh, actually flash forward until the last year during the pandemic. Yeah. And my daughter came up to me and she gave me a Rubik's Cube and she said, Dad, can you do this? And I said, no. Oh. And she said, oh, the trauma came back. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. That's right. And so, yeah. and so I thought, well, I don't know. Only smart people could do it. And so I actually said, took up the challenge. And, and this is actually a story of empowerment. It's it's how my daughter empowered me. And so um, I was very intimidated by it. But I actually learned, you know, through 
you know, probably some of our listeners uh, being uh, new at Smythe, being just out of university, um, you know, they can learn, you can learn things from uh, from like YouTube. So I, I actually learned, took a YouTube, uh, you know, I, I learned from YouTube and I figured out how to do it. And actually my, my daughter and I shared in that experience together. Yeah. And actually I took it a little bit more to the, the level of, of nerd or geekiness. Um, and I actually can do not just a three by three, which is a regular Rubik's cube, yeah. but I can do all the way up to a nine by nine cube. And uh, I'm not a speed cuber, but I can actually do it. And I kind of think, you know what? Um, it, it actually empowered me to say, you know what? It kind of broke down my view of, you know, only smart people can do something like that. Um, yes. It's it's somebody that can can put the time in, can can be dedicated to it, in in kind of a nerdy kind of geeky <laughs> way, but but can able to accomplish much more than what your mind at first your perceives you to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the barrier we all have on ourselves at times. Like, you know, um, I would say that I have certain limiting beliefs about myself. Like, for example, okay, to be honest, you know, I love talking and podcasting. I think it's my jam a little bit right at the moment. But um, public speaking, it's still something like, you know, if I'm standing in front of a crowd, I still get nervous and stuff about too. But maybe it's a limiting belief I need to you know, kind of uh, reprogramming myself, you know. So it's like from your story, you have a misconception about yourself. Only confident people or more outspoken people can stand in front of a crowd and speak and be influential. But then I'm like, hang on, I'm already doing something right now that's kind of leading me on that path. So it's like changing your perception, right? I think so, you know, and I think, you know, coming from at least my perceived background and my limitations, you know, compared you know, to what I saw my family doing and others, um, you know, I, I tended to kind of limit my ability and my confidence and yes. and what I uh, what I could accomplish or or even, you know, how I could contribute. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that limit part of me, you know, started to drive that, you know what, if I can understand something, then maybe I can explain it to people similar to yeah. me. And so um, in going into uh, U.S. tax, U.S. corporate tax, it actually has been quite an asset or a, a help because, you know, if I can get it, um, if I can understand it, if, if I can kind of embrace it um, at, um, you know, what I would term a pedestrian level, I can really explain it to clients. And I think that's where, um, where I can lead in maybe a unique way that those who are super successful right off the hopper, like right out of university, they they went in their yeah. CPA, then boom, they got it, and you know they escalated into a you know a manager and became became a partner. My path wasn't like that. It was circuitous. It was kind of as you know you and I had talked before. It was like yeah. taking two steps forward and then one step back, yeah. and then taking one step forward and then two steps back. But the net displacement ended up, you know, going in, in a positive direction. And so I can really understand clients that are that are somewhat uh, confused or intimidated by, uh, you know, by the IRS, by the U.S. tax people, and, and be able to hopefully be able to explain it in a way that they can understand it and that they can practice, you know, they, they can weave their way throughout this uh, tax, uh, cross-border tax landscape. Yes. And I guess in a sense, that's also empowering them to feel confident enough to make that transition, right? For all your, your clients? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing that's a great the goal. job, right? Yes, that's the goal for sure. Um, so coming back to the core value of empowering, uh, you know, like a lot of us here, we resonate to 
these core values and stuff or not. So I want to learn like what has really captured your attention or this core value um, in helping you join the company. Yeah, that's a great uh, question. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, part of it was that, you know, when uh, when the opportunity came up at Smythe, when I actually looked at it, um, I, I thought, wow, this is a, a firm that actually empowers women and empowers diversity. Yes. So, um, you know, as a man, I mean, I I, I just I, I looked at the lineup of partners and managers and I looked and I thought, wow, this is different. This is a lot different from a from a, 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 a male versus female ratio as well as uh, a in, in, in cultural diversity and in, in, in background. And I thought, well, as an Asian male, uh, this actually is something that now I'm very interested in. And so I think, you know, the empowerment of women um, and the empowerment of, uh, of, of diversity uh, within Smythe is something that, that um, completely, you know, I embraced and, and was very attracted to. Wonderful, and um, you, I remember you telling me that it's uh, you're setting a good example for your two girls. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. I don't know if uh, if some of our partners are listening in, but um, you know, I did mention that when you know when I was when I was uh, being interviewed, that uh, you know this is a firm that that at Smythe that uh, I have I, I have two children, two daughters, and uh, I thought, well, this is a firm that. Uh, an organization that that my daughters would be proud of me that I that I that I'd be part of and as well I thought you know um, I'd love if my daughters were if they were in I don't know if they're interested in accounting to be honest but uh, you but never know they, things can yeah, change you never, you never know right <laughs> yeah um, and uh, that they would that they could work in that I'd be proud that they would be a part of that 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 would be great if they were a part of so so in, in that measure, it was actually quite a, a good foundational step for me to go, yes, this is this is um, something that's that uh, is a little bit bigger than my, you know, my own world. It, it could encompass much more. Yes. OK, well, that's a beautiful way to put it. You know, I'm sure you're setting a great example for sure. Um, so, Brent. I guess let's say, okay, you've been through your journey, you had some setbacks and, you know, you got yourself to where you are right now. And sometimes I would say you can sometimes sit and reminisce and let's, if you can go back in time and tell young Brent one thing, like, what would you tell him? Yeah. Well, I would probably say, <laughs> Brent, don't be so, don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, you know, certainly, um, uh, setbacks and 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 even now, I mean, I, I you know, there's certain times where I'm a little bit hard on myself. So maybe I don't have to go all the way back to 12 year old Brent. I could go back to two days ago, Brent. Um, but you know, I you know, I think I would say, hey, look, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody. It doesn't matter if you're if you're Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or if you're Brent. Uh, or Nyang for that matter. <laughs> so uh, I, I would say this, you know, we all make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes, but not to be too hard on ourselves, you know, because I think, um, you know, I think especially when you're young, you think, oh, I have all this energy, you know, I'm going to contribute and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do first and then I'm going to apologize later. Or, yeah. And then when something happens, you often think, wow, 
I'm kind of sunk. And especially in this world right now where there's a lot of strife, a lot of conflict and a lot of acrimony. We're in a pandemic where, you know, mental health has become, you know, much more of a, yeah. a, a, a forefront. Awareness. Yeah, an awareness of it. And, and you know, it's okay to, you know, as, as your interview with Michelle Harrison would say, yeah. you know, it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, and to, but to also, you know, be kind to yourself, you know, be forgiving to yourself. Um, and in that way, when you're, when you're that to yourself, you can actually offer that to other people. You can empower other people yes. with, 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 um, you know, with a sense of, of grace and kindness, and generosity. Um, but you can't often do that when you're in a place of, 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 of hunger and, and, and depravity because you've yeah. not offered that to yourself. Yeah. But how do you be kind to yourself? <laughs> you know, like you say, like people say, like sometimes don't be hard on yourself and just take the time to be kind and gracious. But what's an example of a way to be kind to yourself or, you know, not being too well, hard? Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's to not, um, it's to actually, uh, um, I guess, allow yourself, you know, the, the, uh, the opportunity to, to be to be happy and to say, you know what, you actually there's there used to be I don't know maybe it's a little outdated. There used to be uh, this uh, uh, catchphrase for from one of the major banks in, in in Canada, and it says okay. you're richer than what you think. Well, well, I think when it <laughs> yeah, I think when it comes to your own mental health, you know. Um, you're you're a good person and um and you have value and um you're better than what you what your limitations would dictate to you your limitations don't define you you know they're they're they actually uh, are are uh, are 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 limits but but they they don't define who you are like i i've often i i often i heard someone say this once and i and i try to resonate with it too is is that you know, in the darkness, we're 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 supposed to be like the moon, and yes. what the moon does in in a period of darkness at night, it's dark. And sometimes our lives are dark. They they yeah. the circumstances, events in our lives can be dark. But we're like we should be like the moon. We should reflect the sun, right? And so the things that are good in our life and our life in totality in in in, in, in uh, encompassing. I don't mean to get too philosophical. I love but, <laughs> But 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 we're supposed to be like the moon. We reflect the sun, and 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 the moon has imperfections in it. And sometimes there's clouds around the moon, and we can't see the moon fully, or there's craters on the moon. So there's there's imperfections in the moon. So no one's saying you have to be a perfect person, but you are to reflect the light, the goodness of your lives within your community, with even from a spiritual sense, um, to to actually reflect that light. And that's um, despite some of the things that mistakes that we make and that I've made, whether it's young, when I was younger or even yesterday, um, I want to try to, uh, there's hope in trying to reflect that light and to reflect that light, not only just to me, but actually to start with me, but then to my community, to my, to my coworkers, to my family, to the people that, you know, to my friends, um, uh, to my profession. Wow, that's such a beautiful way to talk about empowerment. <laughs> well, it's easy to move. say, not as easy to practice, right? 
Well, I guess that's all like a, a learning journey for all of us. Hey, and uh, like for yourself, you've learned and you've also risen from the setbacks, you know, and that's the thing that through hard times we forget sometimes that it's not always the end of the world, you know, there's setbacks, but you have to keep pushing, you know, and it's all, uh, the limitations aren't real, it's an illusion sometimes, right? So beautiful way to put it, I just feel like, wow, my day has just been set now, thanks <laughs> for this pep talk and empowering talk. Um, I guess, just to wrap up the episode, you know, and it's been such a, a great time talking to you. Like I said, you know, every time uh, we talk, it's also like very philosophical and great stories, you know. Um, are there any professional advice you would like to give to our, you know, um, listeners or younger professionals in the firm? Any last words? No. Yeah, I'd say specific to empowerment would be is, you know, I think empowerment starts with actually giving somebody a chance. Maybe it's, that's not all of empowerment. Maybe that's the start of empowerment. And it doesn't have to be someone that's, you know, similar to my daughter. It doesn't have to be somebody that's 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 younger than you. It could be someone that's older than you, right? Like you hear these stories about the pandemic and how healthcare workers, you know, almost empowered seniors that are living in these extended homes by bringing them iPads and teaching them how to use it. You know, you can, you can teach an old dog new tricks, right? <laughs> and so, um, but you know, in that way, um, you know, it's like, it's it's kind of like a pay forward system. Like you would see like at a Starbucks drive-through where if you empower somebody else, regardless of whether they're older or younger, um, uh, then it pays itself forward because it, it develops a connection to our humanity um, and, you know, to, to ourselves as human beings, not human doings, human beings. Yes. Um, I love that. <laughs> and and that, you know, we're not defined by exactly, okay, so you're valuable based on what you do. Mm. You're valuable by who you are. Oh, exactly. And especially at Smythe, right? Like we're all valuable. Like, yes. Um, and, and we're afforded and given the benefit of being part of, of, of uh, an organization uh, that's more than just preparing a tax return. Well, it's, it's, it's about kind of adding value and doing it together as a community. And so I would say in a community like this, let's empower each other. Let's give each other a chance and give each other grace, forgiveness when we make mistakes. Yeah. It's not like, and not define people by, you know, some of the setbacks or some of the mistakes that happen that inevitably do happen. And in, in that way, we can grow together and develop each other um, and, um, and do something that's much bigger than what we could accomplish just as individuals. Wow. Beautifully said. Well, there you go, folks. You know, lovely words from Brent. And I hope this has made you feel so empowered to push on forward and go for what you want in the world. So um, thank you for your time, Brent. And if listeners, if you have any questions or would like to get to know uh, Brent's, you know, stories and more about his Rubik's Cubes um, <laughs> secrets, <laughs> I have to complete right. that. I'm pretty sure he'll be happy to uh, bestow you on some of his lessons and tricks as well. So thank you so much. Brent for your time. Yeah, great to be with you, Neil. Thank you. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and found it motivating. If you have any questions for our partners or feedback, please feel free to email me directly at ntnguyen at smythecpa.com. Until next time, make sure to tune in each week on the Smythe Hub for upcoming episodes. Have a good one all.